Hello foodies. Welcome to the Breaking Bread Podcast. The foodie podcast presented by food obsessed mates Liam, that's me, and Carl, that's me. Join us as we aim to peel back the curtain and give food lovers like us a real insight into what makes the hospitality industry so fantastic. Our fortnightly episodes will bring interviews with people from all over the industry. And Liam and I will discuss everything food related from reviewing places we've ate to, to chatting about recipes we're experimenting with at home. We hope you enjoy listening to our chats as much as we re- enjoy recording them. Yeah, so another episode of just me and Carl and it's the food blog you can listen to. Okay, I want to start this episode really by just saying we've had quite a lot of feedback, especially with the last episode with Luke Butcher from Penel's Head Chef. It went straight in as I most listened to, which I probably thought it would be because a lot of people are obviously attracted by the Penel's thing. But it doesn't make it any more important to us. We love them all. Yeah, so we were thinking of ways maybe you could kind of support the podcast. So we've come up with four little ways that you could kind of help us. First one is... If you'd like to support us, you could subscribe. That way you'll never miss another episode. Um, The second way is obviously to rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify. It really does help push us up the charts, gets people to notice us. And then the third way is to just tell some friends. If you just tell a couple of friends, word of mouth, the amount of podcasts I've become addicted to because somebody's recommended them to me. So that'd be great. And then the fourth thing is a new thing that we've just set up. We've just actually started um, a patron. So some of you know what patron is, probably subscribe to other people's patrons. It's basically, if you like what we do and want to help us kind of create new content and maybe pay for a studio when we've got a, a, get, a big guest or we can't find somewhere to record, might have to pay for a studio or something like that, or get better equipment, or even just so we can do advertisements and spread the word a bit. It's basically, it's it's not a salary for me and Carl, <laughs> but if you'd like to subscribe to Patreon, there's no tiers, I've only got the one price, that's $2 a month. Dollars? Yeah, it comes in, I don't know why it's in dollars, it comes in dollars. Okay, no. Yeah, so it's $2. Which I don't even know what that is in pounds. It's it's not a lot. It's probably like one eighty. Two pound. The way it's going. The strength for the fucking pound. So yeah, it's. I say like, if you'd like to buy us a coffee a month, if you could subscribe to that, that'd be brilliant. Not even a posh coffee, just one of the polystyrene cup coffees. You know, less than two quid. I don't know what kind of coffee you get for less than two quid. But no hard sell. If you don't want to, that's fine. This will always be free. We're never going to charge for what we do. Don't think we could. <laughs> anyway that's enough of the kind of promotion thing because i'm starting to feel a bit awkward i want to start as ever by talking about what carl's been cooking yeah on my quest to be uh master chef 2021 champion um unfortunately a lot of it's been healthy so i've been cooking a lot from the pinch and non book why would that be unfortunate it's not well i'd say that the stuff I've been cooking has been great, to be honest. But you know what I mean. It's not like big juicy T-bone steaks with deep fried chips and pies and pastry. But I've got to admit, the pinch and non book I've been using is fantastic. Really, really good food out of that. I'm probably going to put you on the spot a little bit here, and I probably should have texted you earlier, but could you tell us a bit about pinch of non? They basically were a food blog. 
about people that use all the different slimming. I've got to be careful what I say. You bought different slimming, like Weight Watchers and Slim World and all them type of things. It was just somewhere that they started putting all the recipes. Mainly for sort of Slimming World, I would guess, because my partner was doing it for a bit. And that's how we came across it. And it was just, it's super popular. I think it's one of the most, I think it's definitely the most popular food blog in the country, if not the most popular just blog in the country. Yeah. And I can see why, because the recipes I've been cooking are great. They look amazing. The videos you put on Instagram, even even the healthy ones, make me hungry. Yeah, no. And to be honest, I don't put them all on because I cook a lot of curries and a picture of a curry looks the same (laughs) as another curry a lot of the time. Yeah, sure enough. Um, do you want to talk us about some of the ones you have been cooking? I've got two wrote down that I can remember. Well, probably the best thing I've cooked out of the book, and I've got it tonight when I go home because it doesn't take long to cook, is the nasi goreng. This looked awesome. This is one of them dishes. It's down as healthy, and I don't see how I could improve it by not having it healthy. I don't see what I could add, more than just maybe frying the egg in proper oil rather than fry light, that would improve it. Deep fry something. I, I, I still, I don't see how. I, generally, it's that good a recipe. You can't tell it's a healthy recipe. It's really nice. Do you want to talk us through a bit of what's in it? You know, what it is? Yeah. It's, is it? What's its origin? What uh, it's from Singapore. Nice. It's just rice, chicken, pak choy, carrots, shallots, spring onions, fish sauce, curry, peas. Curry? Or curry powder. Okay. And yeah, that's probably about it. All just basically cook the rice, fry the veg and the chicken up, add the rice to it, add your powders and whatnot, bit of chicken stock, and it's done. Nice and simple. Of all the recipes, tend to be quite simple. Or... I haven't cooked anything complicated yet. Probably the most complicated thing I cooked was the chicken bolte, and that's purely because you've just got to put the paste together. Yeah, and there's a lot of ing- the, like the list of ingredients for. Both the sauce and the paste is quite a lot. But it's not complicated, it's just a lot. Just a bit time-consuming. Yeah, any special equipment like grinders or something? No, well, I've got one of them Nutribullets, which tends to blitz everything, and I've got a blender, so you just use a normal blender. Yeah. That's fine, that dish is easy. The chicken boy was nice. Probably wouldn't be in a rush to cook that again, purely because I've got the um, Made in India cookbook that I keep banging on yeah, about, yeah. and the curries in that are great. But no, that nasi goreng's great. I'm looking forward to that. The tuna pasta baker cooked out of it. That was phenomenal. I've cooked that a few times. That's good because it's got a lot of veg in it as well. Yeah. Um, what was the last thing I put on? I seen the salmon. Yeah, the smoked yes. salmon and broccoli quiche. It's quiche. It's like just the inside of a quiche. It's got no pastry on it or anything like yeah. that. There are some healthy recipes where you can use like a couple of tortillas. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. I've yeah. done it with that and it is nice. But this one was great. It was... Yeah, it was really nice. It's good. You can have it for lunch one day. I wouldn't have it for dinner. It's a lunch. Just a snack. Maybe well, a bit of a side salad with it. Well, that's it. Like, I had it for lunch with some side salad and then, well, just picked at it then. <laughs> Till it was gone. Uh, I go, oh, yeah. Last night I cooked Mediterranean chicken with the orzo pasta. That was really good. That's the, that's the video that was on today. Today. Um, that was pinching on as well. Yeah, man, I'm pushing this book real hard. But <laughs> That's good. It's just because I'm, sure I'm trying to lose some weight. It's just what I've been cooking from recently. Every time you post about it, uh, it gets a lot of good feedback. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I steal the credit for it. <laughs> I've noticed. You start talking to people. Oh, yeah, thanks. It was really easy. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sitting there reading whole conversations. <laughs> don't bother me, to be honest. As long as you didn't do it with my uh, beef Wellington. No, I didn't, didn't take any credit for that. But no, so there's been a lot been cooked from that book. I've been using my Bosch book as well, the uh, vegan one. Yeah, I've got your Rogan Bosch. Oh, mate, that was great. That was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, if you've got the Bosch book and you haven't cooked the Rogan Bosch, cook it. It's really good. So same again. Ask you, what's the whole deal with uh, with the Bosch book? Who are they? Uh... Well, it's them vegan guys, and they're just the recipe book's fantastic. There's loads I want to cook out of it. It's just finding the time. Is that what they're called? The the vegan guys? No, no, no. I can't remember their name. It's just the Bush. The book's called Bosch. Yeah. And they've got a second book, I don't know, Nosh or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a second book. I don't know what that one's called. It's simple to use. Yeah, yeah, really easy stuff again. But to be honest, there's not many recipes unless you're cooking like a French classic or something that where the cooking's complicated. I don't know. Some of them um, books from Mitch and Star Chefs. When you... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are all. Like puddings. I find puddings quite difficult to cook, but most like main courses in a cookbook aren't hard to do. Do you think that's because you're not really into puddings, so the kind of enthusiasm's not there? It's more sort of, when it comes to like baking and stuff like that, it's more, it's too precise. I like experimenting and mixing up and yeah. not measuring stuff properly. And Same. I'm awful at baking. I'm sure I'd give it a good go, but I just, don't, I don't eat sweet stuff that much, so I've got no reason to. But yeah, 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 that uh, Rogan Bosch was great. I put a video up and a post up of my coriander chutney curry. I think I've mentioned it before. Yeah. But I'd never done a video, a story about it before, so I'd done that the other week. And that's like that's probably the best curry I've cooked at home. Ever? Out of all the books? Out of any book I've cooked, yeah. That coriander chutney curry is the best one. Oh, hang on, back to the Rogan Bosch. Um, what was the protein in that? Uh, I don't think there was any. Uh, lentils or anything like that? No, no, it was just uh, aubergine was the main... Oh, aubergine's the ma- superstar, yeah. It's the star of the dish. But I put mushrooms in it as well because I really like... Well, the missus don't really like aubergine that much and I, she loves mushrooms and I love mushrooms, so I just added a load of mushrooms, basically. Adds a bit of substance, I suppose. Well, that's quite meaty when it's cooked anyway, so... Yeah, if you get the right mushrooms as well, like... I just leave them... When you chop them, don't chop them thin. Chop them like maybe so, like a centimetre thick. Yeah. And then you got a good because you didn't cook it for too long, and you end up with quite a good. You do miss the meat, and I gotta admit, when I cooked it, I thought, oh man, if I'd put chicken thighs in this, it'd be phenomenal. But that sort of defeats the object, doesn't it? <laughs> Anything else you've been cooking? No. Um, Do you want to tell us a bit I, about I cook the creamy or... mac and greens, which is the Bosch mac and cheese. Vegan mac and cheese, yeah. How was that? I've got to admit that didn't work too well. I'd got the recipe right, I just I didn't really think it was that good and neither did the missus. Is that because you cook a wicked mac and cheese and it, it's hard not to compare in it, like really? I have cooked a lot of mac and cheese and I do have a recipe that I've come up with. It was my own recipe that... I think it's phenomenal. So, yeah, anything of the mac and cheese. Even Snoop Dogg's mac and cheese didn't compare to my own mac and cheese. So, <laughs> a vegan one didn't stand a chance, to be fair. Yeah, tough, tough show. Um, not a big fan of mac and cheese anyway, so a vegan one's not really going to do it for me. 
No, it was all right. Don't get me wrong. It was nice. If I was if I was a hundred percent vegan, then I'd probably be all over it. To be honest, is all pasta vegan anyway? No. See, that's the question I didn't know because I assumed a lot of it had eggs in. Yeah, I just thought that, but they never said to use any specific pastas or anything. So I just use normal pasta. Okay, you probably just made it not vegan. <laughs> No, I mean, they just say just, like, some of the other stuff just says spaghetti. It doesn't say, they're pretty specific on the ingredients when you're going through them. Yeah, maybe it's just water, actually. Yeah, flour and water. I'm not going through the recipe, like, on, on the back of the pack. They didn't say anything other than that, so, must be. Yeah, so no, How about didn't... your uh, cocktail book? Oh, man. Yeah, and I've been, we had a good few um, people contact us with ideas for cocktail books, which I want to thank everyone for. But um, I'd already ordered one, and it was called a Spot at the Bar, and it's from some place down in London. I forget what the the actual cocktail bar is called. I probably should have remembered. About the author? Nah, come on. <laughs> I'll put a link up in the show notes. It's fine. Yeah, you look. I'd remember the name of the book, to be honest. <laughs> and that no, I was reading. That was just a good read in general because it just tells you loads of interesting stuff about how bars work. It tells you what out. It doesn't just like here's a recipe. They say you make like an old fashioned. The beginning of the book takes you through all the tools you need and the different qualities of tools. Then it goes into sort of all the different alcohols and how to make all the different stuff that you'd put into it. it takes you like through what rums and gins and whiskies to use and explains the difference. It even gives you some tips on brands to use. Is it a book like yourself? You already know quite a bit about most of the spirits. Is it one that like maybe a a beginner could pick up and learn a lot or yeah all the information's in there so yeah you could like it's pretty comprehensive some of the stuff you probably couldn't get in sainsbury's you might have to go on like amazon or a special website to get some of the ingredients i've only made two of the drinks out of there one was my favorite drink an old-fashioned you said it you said to me before i already make the best old-fashioned and then you made the one from the book and then you said Oh, this is just a, no, a whole new ballpark. Yeah, I thought I made one of the best old fashions I'd ever had till I had this one. You don't know till you know? No, no, no. You just say never say never. But it was absolutely stunning. Really good. What was the main difference? You know what? There wasn't even that much of a difference. This one had a lemon, a uh, bit of lemon rind in it. A little bit of lemon peel, sorry. Yeah. And I'd used I a cube. it normally has lemon peel in it. Or is it orange peel? It has orange peel. So I had the orange peel in as well. And you normally have a, uh, this recipe called for both. Yeah, it had both peels in oh, there. Right. I've never heard of that. I'd only ever heard of orange. No, no, no. And it asks for a sugar cube that you crush with the bitters. And you crush with a tablespoon of soda water, which I didn't do before. I used, just oh, used yeah. a syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just... it was. Mate, it was banging. So just made a couple of them, and luckily I ran out of ice, so I stopped making them. I'm nearly out of <laughs> bourbon as well, actually. I need to get a new one of them. Any recommendations for anyone on the bourbon? or? Um, The next one I'll be buying will be a Maker's Mark. Yeah, I've heard good stuff about Maker's Mark. Yeah, the one I've got at the moment is the Bullet one, which is still nice. Yeah. That's the one they use at the Ivy when they um make one. So you know it's good quality. But I've heard... I know a lot of people that drink bourbon and they really like Maker's Mark, so I'm going to get a bottle of that, I think. And I made, um, I made their Bramble, but I didn't have any blackberries. But I did have strawberries and blueberries, so I called it a Strew Bramble. Strew Bramble. 
and uh, I made that for the missus, and it was really nice. Again, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, but a brown was quite an easy cocktail to make anyway. This one's a bit more complicated than the ones I've made in the past. I'm not really sure what's in a bramble. What's in it? It's basically just a glass of gin with some fruit. Oh, I can see why Siobhan liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oddly enough, like that one did ask for syrup because I've got a bottle of sugar syrup and that one, did, that one does require actual yeah. syrup. That's what I mean. They're really technical, like just the tiniest things. I think that's what you want, really. But they're experts and they know what they're doing. And some of the rest, some of the cocktails, I mean, there must be over... 150 cocktails in there. Oh, nice. So you're going to keep cracking on with a few more. I'm going to keep going through. I want to get about five good cocktails in me that I just know off the top of my head. Any non-alcohols in there? Uh, not that I remember. Not that you care about. <laughs> not, that I'd, not that I'd be making. Uh... <laughs> I must look, actually. I bet there is some pretty good um, non-alcohol cocktail books about now or something. Yeah, there probably is, to be honest. Yeah, or at least some like... It. A couple of recipes for decent ones. Actually, it worked for you, so I'm going to say it. So if anyone knows a good non-alcohol cocktail book, get in touch or just send us a link or something, because that worked for you last time. <laughs> yeah, 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 it did. Got, I got sent a few, yeah. Got sent a few, I did, yeah. But no, it's a great book. It doesn't have um, it doesn't have Porn Star Martini in there, which is one of my favourites. One of your favourites? Yeah, yeah, I love a Porn Star Martini. <laughs> I don't give balls. <laughs> Like when I'm out with the missus, like two porn star martinis, please. I don't care. It's, it's gorgeous cocktail, passion fruit, and prosecco. I love both of them things. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy to drink one of them. Oh, and it doesn't have espresso martini either. No espresso martini. No, not in that book. Mm. There's other coffee cocktails, but no espresso martini. And I love an espresso martini. Yeah, I used to love espresso martini too. They're great. Really good stuff. But no, but I already know how to make a good one of them, so I'm not too fussed. There's some kind of non-alcohol spirit you can get to replace the coffee, so you don't have to keep making loads of espresso. You can get it in Waitrose, I think. Ah, uh, right, yeah, I've seen the... You can get a lot of mixers for it now, like pre-bought, and you just add, like, vodka and shake it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, vodka, Kahlua, and then this, whatever this spirit is, replaces the uh, coffee. I don't know what it's called now. I'll probably have to look it up. Yeah. No, I like that. I've got a good technique for it. You know, the trick with espresso martini that when you get a bad one, it's obvious. You just got to shake it hard. You got to really go to town on the shaking. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you don't yeah. get the foam on the top yeah, and it doesn't foam, separate. Yeah. When you get one and it's all like still like mixed through and it's not black and then with a white top, it's just like brown. And you're like, come on, you fucked that up. It's when we were in Aberdeen and we ordered, I think, eight <laughs> and then another eight and then another eight. <laughs> when to buy one, get one free. So we all said, oh, we'll have two because they'll take ages to make. And they took really long to make. So by the time the fella got back, we said, can we have another eight? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was going to punch us in the face. He looked really pissed off, <laughs> didn't he? Really pissed off. I don't blame him, though. He just made eight cocks, espresso martinis. And I just said how hard you've got to shake it. <laughs> And then and he had to go and do it again? Yeah, and they used the, like, uh, I think they were making the espressos fresh, like, while they were doing it. So he'd made, like, 16, how tempted were we to say, when he came back the next time? Yeah, yeah go on, another, another <laughs> get another eight. <laughs> I think he just would have flipped, though, just lost the plot. We gave him a tip, though, don't we? Of course, you have to, that kind of thing. I know, I felt bad. I think while we're still talking about uh, booze, um, we could talk a bit about 
uh, our last podcast that we recorded. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy yeah. Gin. Crazy Gin, the Lassie Gin. How awesome that was. What an experience that was. Great day. Oh, such nice people. Genuinely love them. They're man and wife, and they're just so cool. I said to him, um, so I think it was Sunday, definitely the hardest working couple in the industry by far. What I enjoyed is I didn't have to do anything. We literally turned the mics on, and that was it. They just... <laughs> They did two hours worth of material. We're gonna have this is gonna be a double episode, and we didn't. We don't. We're not even on it. It's great. Yeah, it, it is gonna be a two two part because it's two hours. So it's gonna be a two part episode, but it was pure like the, it was brilliant. I couldn't. I couldn't have stopped them any shorter. The whole story was class. The amount of companies that try and reverse engineer like an authentic story to get in like from a marketing point of view, and theirs is just absolutely brilliant from. I just can't wait for everyone to hear it. It's just two of the nicest people ever. <laughs> yeah, I told them. I said they could do a book on what they've done, and it'd be really interesting. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So if you've never heard of them, they basically um, take like the their Indian upbringing and have turned it into like a, a kind of fusion spirit. So it's gin made from lassi. And they said basically it stems from like how they used to like, when they were growing up, they were brought up on like, fusion food before there was even a thing called fusion so they were having like baked beans with like indian spices and stuff in like that and then spam that had spices and weird stuff like that like it was yeah i'll take the beans they, they cool. can keep the they can keep yeah, the spam yeah i didn't have the heart to say i don't don't know who eats spam <laughs> no that that's just old now no one eats spam but we got to visit them over in wolverhampton and we went down to their distillery and that was cool. It was like going into uh, Breaking Bad, wasn't it? Like a science lab. <laughs> yeah, like it's really technical how they make all their gin as well. Really technical. And the, the equipment they've got is so impressive. Yeah, I'd never realised that a lot of these gin places, especially the flavoured things, they mass import like a, a whole kind of like basic gin and then like add their own flavourings and stuff. But they don't distill their own gin, whereas Crazy Gin do the whole lot start to finish. And the flavours... They've got, they've got the shed us the little flavors that they're gonna maybe start doing, but instead of doing like a whole bottle, they're gonna have like little droplets you can drop in, and they're, they're made from separate spirits, aren't they? Like it's crazy, like oh yeah, it looks the the stuff they've got coming out. To be honest, I'm more excited about what they've got coming out than yeah. what they currently do. I mean, I like I like gin as much as the next guy, and I've used they go, I've used the bottle of gin that we got off them, and it's nice gin. I tried it neat, which yeah. was a bit odd for like a Sunday daytime, but then I made something with it and it was nice. I'm going to make a few cocktails and I'll put a story up and stuff and hashtags and stuff and get that all out there. But that's the thing. You could see the excitement on his face when you said to him that you were going to do that. Like, he loves that. Like Yeah, yeah. I just, I, we've met a fair few people doing this and they were so nice. They'd just done their pop-up with Alex Claridge as well down at the Wilderness. That looked awesome, didn't it? it looked yeah. really good. Yeah, the pictures look great of that. He just really done a good. video as well. I don't know if you've seen the video of it and I commented on it. But ah, his right. video is class as well. No, and that's a big thing. Cause, I mean, we talk about the Wilderness quite a lot anyway. And that's a big, big restaurant to get invited to do something like that with. Really big. Yeah, I think there's some more exciting things coming up with them too. But I don't really want to spoil it. I'll let them... Kind of announced that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's great partnership. Two people really doing some interesting stuff. So you got some more booze? 
Mate, I'm boozed up. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm not joking. Sorry, I did mean to say, is there anything you've been drinking? But I kind of skipped. While I was thinking about it, I thought, let's get on to Crazy Gin. But No, no, no. I'm glad, to, glad you did, to be honest. Because I had wrote it down, but I'd wrote it in a different section of my notes. But it doesn't matter. No, I've drank loads of stuff. As I said, I've been putting a lot of... Um, when I buy a nice bottle of something, I've been putting it on the Insta just so people know where it is. And yeah, just really, really good stuff. Like I got the... Um, as usual, I went to Connolly's. Connolly's Wine in Dove House Parade. Our friends. Yeah. And um, again, just so nice, the people in there. And the, it wasn't Chris in there. It was some person I hadn't met. And he was absolutely golden. Knew everything. Really nice. To be honest, I didn't need much help because I knew what I was going to buy. Like I'd gone in for my favorite bottle of rum on the planet, which four square make. Uh, called Premies. Oh, yeah. But did you hear of that through Connolly's originally? Like, or I did, yeah, from the one in town who's got a bit of a rum expert in the one in town. And I only went in by chance and just asked, because I, like, um, I really like good sipping rum. And I went in and said, what's your best one? And he pointed these ones out. Because a lot of them, even the high-end ones, have a lot of colourings in still to give it that sort of caramelly colour. Yeah. And Foursquare don't do that. Like, the one I get, that's on the Insta, he's just pure. That colour's natural. It naturally looks that good, and it tastes as good as it looks. It's fantastic. It's the best spirit on the planet. If I was going to be stranded on a desert island with any booze, like a couple of crates of booze, that's what I'd want to be stranded with. Rum. You're like a pirate. That specific <laughs> one. Yeah, it's perfect, because it's perfect <laughs> in the heat as well, so it is good. Yeah, rum's good for the heat, in fairness. Um, I also picked up a bottle of Cotswold Whiskey. Which are good, the like nice. English whiskey, which there isn't many places doing English whiskey. And this place is obviously down in the Cotswolds. They started off making gin, didn't they? Because they were waiting for the, the whiskey to kind of... Yeah, a lot of places do this. There's, they want to do their own whiskey, but obviously you've got to give whiskey time. And gin, you can you can make gin very quickly. So they started yeah. off with gin. And they started winning awards for their gin straight away. And then they released their whiskey. And oh, it's... A, Really, really good whiskey. Really, really good stuff. We should look into doing a tour of there, maybe. Like, that'd be nice or something. I've oh, got, yeah, I'd love that. I'd yeah. love to go down and do that. It'd be amazing. Really good stuff. And again, that was from Connolly's. Oh, I picked up... I know I talk about Nate Timber a lot. That's sparkling wine. I know, I know, you know, you're laughing. I do talk about it. But I hadn't had the rosé before. And I picked up a bottle of the rosé. And that was really nice as well. That was good. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Oh, and before I forget, Waitrose have started selling Tiny Rebel, which is a Welsh brewery. Yeah, I've seen you heard them before. Was it Kutch or? Yeah, yeah, Kutch, which is spelled C W T C H. And it's just a Welsh word for like a cuddle or a hug. Yeah, I found out when I went to Juju's. <laughs> All right. Is that why they're, they're Welsh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Welsh right. and Irish. So. But they're red. That's a red ale, and that's probably my favourite drink on the planet that's beer anyway. From Newport. Yeah, yeah, not Cardiff, from Newport, <laughs> as I put. I, only, I, I thought it was Cardiff, because last time I went to Cardiff, they've got a big, massive, like, two-story bar down there, and all they think they do brew some of it there as well. So I just assumed that's where it was from, but it's not. Their Instagram's good. Their whole social media is brilliant, actually. Yeah, They're really good. Way. I've been laying lots of hints for Father's Day as well, so I'm hoping to get lots of... They try all their beers because they do a jam donut one that looks great. They do a peaches and cream. They do a rhubarb and custard sour, which I, I 
That that sounds like it just blow my mind, to be honest. Yeah, that's what a pure street. I don't know if they're doing any non-alcohols, actually. I must look into it. They probably do. But they've got loads of booze. They do, like, marshmallow stout and stuff like this. They did an Oreo marshmallow stout the other day that I've seen. That's what I mean. I'm gutted I don't live in Cardiff. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's me boozed up. You boozed up. Well, I think that kind of leads perfectly onto what we were doing just Wednesday. Oh, that was great. Uh, that was with some of the best people I've met in the industry as well. Yeah, that was like, that was, a, well, for me, it was great, even even though I don't drink. But like for Carl, this was like, <laughs> it was the first time since we doing, we started doing the podcast that I've seen him getting a little bit fanboy. And uh, it was because um, Burning Soul Brewery were there. There's a couple of like breweries. As soon as we started doing this, I says, right, if we're getting people, if it's not just food and we're getting alcohol on. There's two places in Birmingham that I really, really want to get on the podcast, and that's Burning Soul and Dig Brew. Dig Brew do some cracking beers, and I love all the different beers. I've tried so many different beers. Top, top blokes as well, weren't they? Yeah, we got chained to them, the owner and the master brewer. I'll probably take this chance just to say where we were. We were basically July the 5th, July the 6th, Friday the 5th, and Saturday the 6th of July, Central Beer Festival's happening. To launch it, they've kind of got all the local breweries, or most of them, to do a bit of a collab and make an ale for the festival. So we were kindly invited by uh, the Relationship PR company to come and uh, go to the launch and listen to the lads talk about what's going to be happening. And basically, they've all got together and launched an ale for the festival. So it was that... Um, well, like a beer, it's not really an ale. Comes out. What's it all called now? <laughs> Cleo, it's called. There seems to be like a thing with lager slash ale slash beer now, where there's no real like. Yeah. Well, before it was easy. An ale was an ale, a lager was a lager, and a stout was a stout. So, what did you call it? All craft, or yeah, I just yeah, sort of craft beer now. It's, can encompass so many different things. Well, whatever it's called, they <laughs> yeah. all collabed together and they all made this craft. <laughs> And I had a taste, didn't drink obviously, but I tasted it, it tasted, it tasted good. I tasted it, I tasted a lot of it, it was really nice, really good stuff. So then we obviously met the owner of Dig Brew and the head brewer, Donica. Yeah, and Ollie. And Ollie, great blokes. Yeah, really good, they really know what they're doing. Like, I was speaking to the master brewer and he says while he's been there, he's made 72, I think, or 78 different beers. All different. Like, what a job, man. It's a nice little place. It's the first time I've been there. You obviously love it and go there quite a lot. Yeah, I go there a bit. I really like it there. I think it's a great place to go and have a drink. Pizza was nice. Yeah, yeah, the the pizzas as well. They've got a proper pizza oven at the back. I think it's Ollie's brother who's the chef, actually. Yeah, I think that rings a bell, yeah. I'm sure they said that. And the pizzas are fantastic. So I'm not going to lie, like we were there drinking this great beer that's just been invented that no one else had tried other than the people in that room. Yeah, I felt very lucky actually. Eating pizza. And then we got to chatting to them and they said they'll come on the podcast in the future. Yeah. Got chatting to the lovely people at Burning Soul, telling them how much I love their beer and I genuinely do love their beer. Yes, that's when I first... The first time I've ever seen Cargo or Fanboy, and he was like, Oh my gosh, I really love you. And then she said, Which one? And he couldn't remember the name. Of no, it. You, I don't do names, do I? 
don't do names. <laughs> Which made me laugh. <laughs> it makes you make you laugh when we see them again. I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. No, I need like. You know, like in Veep, where they just have someone stood next to them, like, whispering who everyone <laughs> well, is. I, I could be that, to be honest. I can do that. Yeah, you need to do that to me. I'd, I'll recognise the face. But no, really nice people. Really, really chatty. And they'll be good. They said they'd come on the podcast. So as I was saying, like, when we started talking about who, what booze I wanted to get on podcast, the main two were Burning Soul. Yeah, yeah. And Dig Brew, and they've both agreed to come on. Obviously, purity as well. Like, purities are like... You got... You got got to admire purity they, they were there before any of this was fashionable they were like the first really weren't they around warwickshire and birmingham and yeah 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 they're not they're like i wouldn't say they're doing too many like different sort of crafty type beers but they've got a good their ubu it's like oh i love ubu like a pint of ubu or the gold or the goose their own lager's nice they do a really yeah. nice raspberry sour that's like I think it's like twenty two pound a bottle. It's like a, buying a bottle of champagne, but it's I might, I might have said twenty two pound here and completely selling them at the room. It might have been like twelve pound. Either way, I looked at the price and I was like Jesus, and I still bought it and it was still nice. But yeah, no, yeah, they they were there as well. So like this f- festival, it sounds like I feel bad for Liam in a way because we're going to this festival and we're sort of going to be working as well. But I know I'm just going to, like, the progression of the that has the day. Because we're going to the Saturday day. So you've got a Friday night session, a Saturday day, and a Saturday night session. And there's really good... I think the Kaiser Chiefs are there on the Friday night, and Brad Carter's doing food. The Saturday night, you've got um, DJ Yoda, and Brad Carter's there again, doing it, bits of the food. It's actually Brad Carter and Lap. Oh, is Lap going? Yeah, the two of them doing a barbecue together. I oh, think. man. Doing, doing all... Um, Asian food. Like. We're going to the daytime now. I'm not sure if they might be there in the day. I don't know if I misread that. I'm not sure. But No, no, I think they said he'd, he'd only be there on the evening. But there's still quite a lot of people. Like OPM are there. Um, Baked in Brick are there. So there's, there's still enough there to keep me happy. And then I actually uh, got chatting to Tom, um, one of the organisers of the event, and I said, like, I've got a confession. I don't drink. And he, he was like, oh, yeah. He said, obviously, it's quite fashionable now not to drink. And he said, so... You fucking hipster. That's it, yeah. But he said, it, but non-alcohol beer. Never thought I'd be calling you a hipster. Well. <laughs> I've got a beard. Yeah, actually, you got a beard and you don't drink. So, yeah, you might be... Not vegan yet, though. Not yet. Yeah, but he said, actually, there's quite a, a big selection of non-alcohol beers. I mean, he even said, like, Brewdog will have a non-alcohol sour. So I hear you talking about sour beer, but there was no sour beer when I decided not to drink ever again and so i'm like i don't really know what sour beer is i'm not sure if i'd like it. Well, now i get the chance to try it because i've got an alcohol version i think he said they just brought out punk an non-alcohol version of punk and that would be there i mean i, I can't remember how many different kinds of ales he said were going to be there and they just called it ale again but how many different kinds of beers are yeah, going to be beer. there we'll go with beer that's the easiest one isn't it I'm just back to my old man tendencies, and it give me a pint yeah. of ale. <laughs> I'll have an ale, please. No, room temperature, please. Yeah, room temperature. No, but this like I kind of wish if I could go the Saturday night, I'd go the Saturday night because DJ Yoda's going, so that's just going to be fucking awesome as well. Yeah, yeah. And the best thing about it is when you're in, like you pay your ticket, and the ticket's expensive. Tickets are forty five pound, but when you're in, you get given a glass, and you're not paying for anything other than food in there. So that covers all your 
They're alcohol, basically. And it's not just beers. There is going to be ciders, some spirits, some soft drinks. And this is all included in your ticket price. Yeah, I mean, £45 sounds expensive when you say that, but how fast can you go through £45 in a pub? Oh, if you go to, like, especially, like, the fancy breweries, like, independent ones and stuff, if you go to, like, crafting or something like that, and if you're there for four hours, you'll easily spend £45. Yeah, I mean, this is everything, so... Yeah, and this is all the breweries, all the beers they've got. You can go and try all of them. Like, I'd literally... As I mean, we're going to be doing stuff while we're there, and I just know after a couple of hours, like, <laughs> I'm just going to be, I don't know. I'm it might be interesting. It might be interesting to do a podcast to see how drunk I get in that I'm very excited about day. the whole thing. Anyway, we're doing a podcast with the organisers as well before the um, the event. I mean, that's, I'm going to release that the kind of Friday the week before, so... That's like a little bonus episode for you, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and that was this is a one night we're getting in. We'll walk out with three podcasts to do in the future. Yeah, busy. Podcasts get very busy. Yeah, well, that was two of the people I wanted as well, so they're ticked off the list. Or well, once we've done it, they'll be ticked off the list. I think before this turns into an alcohol or booze special. I know, yeah. Let's start talking about some of the places we've been. There's only eating. one of us that drinks. Jesus. Oh, actually, I cooked. I don't usually cook. Whoa, what you cook? I cooked uh, a barbecue. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. I Sorry, do, I've even got cook. that on list, Liam's barbecue. I don't know. I <laughs> just literally just read it, and I was still acting like I didn't have any idea. It's one of the only times I still get really excited about cooking. It's something a bit primal, isn't there, about barbecue, cooking over hot coals and stuff. Love barbecue. Can't wait for the barbecue yeah. season. Can't wait for this shitty weather to piss off, and then we can no, start yeah. proper barbecue. It's going to rain all week this week. I know, I'm not happy. I'm on holiday next week, though, so... I might take my barbecue book with me. I've got the Weber's barbecue book, the ultimate guide, and that's great. So I'm going to be cooking a few things out of that. But your barbecue, mate, like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean. Really good stuff. The, well, the highlight was obviously. The ribs. The ribs. You cook the best ribs. Ribs, for me, were always either from the Chinese, and they were, like, obviously individual, heavy in sauce, or, like, from an American, uh, from, like, some either the harvester or an American place, you know, and they, they're just like thin ribs. And if you're lucky, they're juicy and they fall off the bone. If not, then they're terrible. And then I went to Harbour Night Market and Little Urban Barbecue were there. It just blew my mind as to what ribs really should be because I leave the I didn't realise I leave the bit of the belly attached. And I thought, of course, to leave a bit of the belly attached. Why doesn't everyone do that? That's exactly what you should do. That's an amazing idea. Yeah. So I went to the butchers before my barbecue, and I went up and I said, you got some ribs? That's uh, Keith Emery's up at Rumbled Island. Always use them. Love them. And he said, yeah, I got ribs. And he picks up the usual rack. And I said, no, I don't really want them ones. He said, what do you want? I said, oh. Proper fucking ribs, man. I want, I want the bit of the belly attached as well. He goes, oh, yeah. I said, you want real ribs? I said, yeah, yeah, I want the real ribs. He said, I got some of them out back. And he come back with this, like half a pig. I was like, uh, just a bit less than that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a good wallop of them. Um, I actually cooked them in Magnus cider because it's the only kind of cider I had lying around the house. Cooked them for a couple of hours anyway in the cider first. And then left them to marinade in barbecue sauce. I just used whatever barbecue sauce I had around the house. Didn't put that much effort into it. But if you put a bit more effort, I think you'd take them to a whole new level. You know what I mean? Oh, there was room for, like, getting them even better. But 
that doesn't take away from how good they were. They were phenomenal. Yeah, they were good. The burn did just fall out of them, which is exactly what I was aiming for. Oh, and yeah. Nice and juicy. And... The fat had all like rendered into the meat. There was yeah. no bits. It was just proper. You could eat it with a spoon. It was that good. Eating ribs with a spoon. There you I go. Th- I think that's one of the best things about um, eating out, though. It should inspire you to go home and try and cook better. Like It should be better than what you can get at home. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, it should be. Definitely. Yeah, but that's that's me anyway. That's all I cooked. <laughs> no, that's all you need. If you cook that every day, that'd be perfect. I'll be around every day for dinner. I wouldn't pay for, wouldn't go out buying dinner. Eating out then. So I think start with the morning before we went up to Wolverhampton to record with Crazy Sing. Oh yeah, breakfast. Breakfast. And what yeah. a breakfast. And luckily, the place that we seem to mention every single podcast that we do started doing brunch. Old little Blackwood. Yep. So not only did I do amazing dinners throughout the weekend, they've obviously started doing the... Classics on a Tuesday. Classic Tuesday. Fish on a Wednesday, and we're fish going Wednesday. this Wednesday to try oh, out... Mate. I want to try all the fish, basically. And now, as well, brunch. And we looked at the menu and thought, wow, this looks superb. Oh, yeah, it looked great. To be honest, we were sitting there, and we were both struggling like to pick, weren't we? There was that... We'd be like, oh, no, I want this, I want this. There was at least three things I really wanted. Yeah, there's lots to it, but I was I had it down narrowed to two, and it was either the lamb Benedict or the black pudding and chorizo hash. Yeah, well, that there was the other two on my list. I had the big breakfast on my list as well, and I was like, right, I've got to try this full English just as like a baseline, if you know what I mean, for how good the breakfast would yeah. be. And it was, mate, it was fantastic. Yeah, we got a bit lucky as well because I think Ben Tyler, big love for Ben Tyler, is is the man. He kind of felt sorry for us and seen how hard it was for us to decide. So he gave us a little taster of the black pudding and chorizo hash. Yeah, and it was phenomenal. Didn't you go back and have it? it? Really good. Last week? Yeah, I had it again. I went um, yesterday. Because you had the lamb benedict, didn't you, when we were there? I had the lamb lamb benedict. Pulled lamb. Sriracha. And a sriracha Sriracha. mayonnaise. Well, not mayonnaise, sriracha hollandaise. Sriracha hollandaise. Oh mate, I was, I was loving my breakfast, but then I tried your lamb thing, and I was like, oh balls, I should have ordered that. Every mouthful just made me smile. It was unreal. Oh well, mate, next time I go, I won't be looking at the menu. I'll just be ordering that. You wouldn't think lamb for breakfast, but it was stunning. The problem was, it was as nice as it was that Ben had done that for us and gave us a little taster. It just meant that when I went back yesterday, I really struggled again to spit between the two. <laughs> right, because you tried Cause both. Both were brilliant. So I was like, "What do I do?" And I thought, "Well, last time I had the full portion of lamb, so I loved the full portion of the treats, and I'm glad I did." Uh, my wife Maria had the full breakfast. But ben had some reason to ship that I was going to have the full breakfast. So when the full breakfast came out, he'd put like the chorizo and black pudding hash on the breakfast, and gave me extra sausage and stuff as well. Jesus. <laughs> what are those three sausages what, what on that breakfast? Why is this so big? What did neither? Scrambled eggs and toast. So they because that weren't on there, so it'll make something up for kids basically. Mate, you, ben Tyler is just a certified lunatic. Oh, he does so much for his customers. It's like you hear him talk about what he does for some people. Even people that have only ate the restaurant like once. He told us that day we were in that the first time these people had been, he, he was still chatting to him like about an hour after end of service. They were like having a few drinks and stuff. 
and had then mentioned they were cooking Sunday dinner and that the people they were cooking the Sunday dinner for really loved baked Alaska. So Ben was like, I'll tell you what, I'll cook um, four baked Alaskas and drop them around in the morning. No, they had to come and pick them up. Oh, they had to come and pick them up. But still, I mean, what time was that? He probably by the time he's closed the restaurant, I think, what, one, two o'clock, three o'clock, and then he's going to make some baked Alaskas I know, and get yeah. them ready for the morning. What kind of lunatic does that? I don't think he'd be doing stuff like that again, though. I think that was a one-off. <laughs> At one point, he passed him. Like, some of the stuff he, he was saying to us, yeah, so obviously we came in, there was no children's menu, but I was fairly confident in that we'd find something for it to eat. And, yeah, like, they were just like, what, what like, him, uh, Ben and Sophia were both like, yeah, we can do anything you want, you know, <laughs> scrambled eggs, what do you want? And my daughter straight away was like, yeah, scrambled eggs. And she, they did look superb in furnace. So I thought they looked brilliant, you know. Mm. And they were in the proper yellow. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love really scrambled eggs. Really yellow. I had scrambled eggs today, actually. And then um, we asked her what what we thought. And she was like, she said, yeah, best eggs ever. And then uh, Ben came to the bar to get something. And she goes, Chef Ben, Chef Ben. And he came over and she goes, best eggs ever. And <laughs> put her thumb on. <laughs> oh, that's good timing, Navy. <laughs> That worked out well. Doesn't need TripAdvisor reviews. Got a, got a review from a four-year-old. <laughs> Perfect. And we're going, well, I'm going again on Sunday for Father's Day. What? Tell us what you're having. Well, he's got a special on, and this podcast probably won't come out before then, so I don't mind it telling will. people. It's coming out Monday. Well, either way, I'll preserve mine anyway. Um, It's five-course Father's Day dinner. I think it was £35. But you can pay a little bit more, and he's got a hundred day aged uh, rib of beef that he's cooking that day. Nice, but he's only got 10 to 12 portions of it, so I've reserved one for me and one for my dad. I so bet that's gonna be unreal. He's doing a uh, pina colada gratin at the end or something as well, actually. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what he's got planned for it, but yeah, I'm really excited about going on Sunday. He's just brought a new menu out again, so the potato, potato, potato's gone. That was gone on before the menu before this That's one. It. Yeah, it changes that quickly. Why does he keep it's crazy? What he just how keeps much it work? Se- it's seasonal for him, isn't it? It's what's at the time. It's so. seasonal, it was like maybe six times a year, seven times a year, eight times a year, maybe. Well the potato 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 was based on the fact that Jersey Royals were in season, weren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But that's a lot of work to take on as a chef. He's, one of his chefs is a chef down at the minute as well. He's up in Edinburgh doing some work experience there. But it, the bloke just keeps it interesting, though, and keeps yeah. you going back as well. Because yeah, you look at yeah. the menu, like, oh man, I've got to try all this again now. We've got to go back. <laughs> the Mosley Festival, and uh, I think that's the same day as the beer festival. Yep, there's Mosley Festival. That's that day. Unfortunately, he's we ain't going to um, be able to go to that, which I'm a bit sad about. He's doing a. Based on Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit type of, Yeah, he's doing a Lord of the it? Rings afternoon tea. Yeah, he's foraging in the local um, Mosley Park, which apparently is quite good for foraging. Yeah. And he's going to forage and do the earth. But he did say afternoon tea, didn't he? Yeah, that's awesome, that is. Based that. on that, which would be, that'd be fantastic. Like, if, if we weren't going to this beer festival thing... I think we'd be going to this, to be honest. So we quite, he came and sat down with us after we finished our breakfast yesterday, and he had a little chat with us. And we, for some reason, I think we got talking about Michelin Star. Did you know that um, Michelin Star chefs, they're on like, I think it's 40 to 50 grand a year. 
and they have to do like I think he said two hundred and twenty five restaurants a year, and the job comes with a free gym membership. Well, if you get a Michelin star, you get free. No, 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 no. Membership. If you work, so if you become a Michelin star inspector, ah, as part of your job, as a benefit to your job, you get a gym membership. You'd need it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Jesus. Like I said, if Breaking Bread podcast ever gets professional, we'll have to give each other like gym memberships. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. <laughs> We'll have to definitely like a proper gym memberships because it's bad enough the weight gain at the moment and try and lose weight. And I doubt if we were doing this full time, but I thought that was hilarious that I'd found that out. Yeah, no, I thought, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's got some crazy ideas. Like you talk to him, he's got still got a load of ideas and stuff that he wants to do. Stuff that I can't really talk about in case it just doesn't turn out. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to let the car bag and it doesn't happen. Yeah, but the good, I'd really good ideas, really good stuff that he's got. It's a little Blackwood. Love that. Love all the stuff that he's done. Love that he's crazy. And I love the I'd... fact that next time we do a podcast, we'll be talking about little Blackwood again. Hundred percent. We will. Oh yeah. By the way, we also got talking about uh, ramen, and he was saying that like ramen's his favourite food, but he's never had a good one in in, in this country. And in fact, he said that he hasn't tried many, but. When I told him then about the cookery school and, and how they teach, they do ramen classes, um, loaf. Yeah, loaf, love and loaf. And you said about, no, I'm not going to a ramen class because I make amazing ramen and it's so easy to make. And he said, that's it. When he comes in for Father's Day, tell him to bring ramen or I'm not serving him. <laughs> Why are you told that? So now you got to go and bring him ramen. And oh, my be ramen good. shit compared to really good ramen. Do you know how <laughs> hard it is? That's not what you told me. You no, said no, no, no. I said I make an okay ramen. The one I make's easy because it's just an easy one to make. If you want to make a really good one, it's fucking hard. Oh, we'll have to tell him Wednesday not to bother worrying about it. You've got to really put... It's the stock you got to use. You've got to put so much effort into it. It's really, really... Like, once you've got the good space and the stock, like, the rest is pretty you put what you want in basically yeah yeah because i've got a good book i'll take the book with me on wednesday yeah can... show him yeah because he'll probably like like that book anyway yeah yeah i'll take the book with me and he can have a look at it because i've got a really good japanese cookbook and it's uh it's a ramen place down in london oh nice he was so telling good. me as well about a documentary on netflix i've never seen it or heard about it it was um seven days out it's the documentary series and one of the episodes is about 11 no, Madison Park. Yeah. And basically how they've done a big refurb and then it follows the countdown in the last seven days before it reopens and it just goes into like how much detail the restaurant, like the restaurant managers like. It's definitely like um, OCD. But just for a restaurant that big, you don't realise how much goes into it like. No, I can imagine. But it's worth a watch. I watched it last night after he recommended it. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> so that was Little Blackwood. So Yeah. That's our uh, week that's our weekly <laughs> spot on Little Blackwood that yeah, we do. That's our weekly, yeah. <laughs> We've been to some other places, believe it or not. We do go out more than just there. We went to I think we mentioned it on the last podcast, didn't we, about Mason Mason. That we were going. Yeah, did we? I think we said we were going, but we did, we hadn't been. No, 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 that's what I think. I think we'd mentioned that we were going. Because they've started to do um, sort of French classic cooking on a Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, so obviously uh, if you don't know who they are, there's um, a nice little French bakery in Mosley and King's Eve. And they're usually just opening for like lunch times, brunch times. 
They do like omri or fresh bread, sourdough. I get the fr- sourdough from there every week. Some lovely tarts and stuff, and you can sit in and have a spot of lunch. But now they've opened for on a Friday and Saturday evening for French dinner. So we're obviously invited. So hashtag invited, hashtag ad, hashtag, yeah, hashtag Don't sue blah, us, blah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. But um, yeah, we said yeah, obviously, because I love the place anyway, so... Um, Remy and David, who are the owners. Tell us the names blokes. again, man. You know the names. How do you remember that shit? Yeah, I remember everyone's names. Yeah, so, yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? It was good. It's good, man. I had the frog's legs to start. You get good portions. You get plenty of food when you eat, order food there. Yeah, there's nothing posh. Like, this isn't like fine dining. This is just comfort, good old French comfort food. Yeah, Rustic, yeah, yeah, man. homemade. The steak looked phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, if I was going back, I'd probably be getting the steak. I would go back for the steak. It looked good, and I don't normally like getting pressed by steak. No, no, it's your typical sort of like bistro steak, good yeah. ribeye with like proper thin yeah, fries. Yeah, yeah. Looked really good, to be I honest. D- I decided I didn't like your frog's legs. You didn't like my frog. You don't like wings though. They're yeah. pretty similar to wings. Probably more fiddly than wings, but yeah, they're a bit rubbish as well. I don't know. No, I love frogs. Like, so you don't. Maybe you you could have the best wings in the world. So you'd say you didn't like them. So. Yeah, it could be the best wings or the best frog legs that I wouldn't like either. So, well, trust me, if you like frogs legs or stuff like that, if you like chicken wings, these frog legs were great. They were just covered in garlic butter, and they were just they were absolutely gorgeous. I had the fish stew, which was just as again, it was. I can't think of any other words than rustic and really comforting. But then with the bread on the side. Oh, yeah, because they're a bakery. Yeah, the bread was really oh, good. Bread was different level. Your soup, that was like a main it was sort big. of size. It was a big I, I don't soup. think I finished it, which says a lot, to be honest. No, I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> and then main course, I had the pork belly for a change. Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I was going to get that all the steak. But I was in a health mode, so I went for the chicken. Which was nice. I sort of looked at your pork belly and was a bit good. Yeah, the I didn't pork get belly that, was to be really honest. good, really good, perfectly cooked, nice crispy on top. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, it looked really good, and the steak looked good. My chicken was nice. It was just chicken, though, to be honest. Yeah, it yeah, was good, yeah. but chicken at the end of the day, the best thing though was the pudding, man. Strange enough, it was the first time of well, Penals was the first time I'd heard you rave about puddings, but then. Um, Maison Macy, I did tell you before, and I know it's their tarts and desserts and stuff were, but yeah, you had the biggest. I love creme brulee. I always have creme brulee. I can't believe you didn't order it. I didn't order creme brulee, and then it come and it was the biggest, nicest looking creme brulee I've ever seen. It looked unreal. No, it was awesome. It's one of the only puddings I really get excited about. It's creme brulee, and it was beautiful. It had like raspberries in it and. Oh, it was obviously homemade and just really, really tasty. It was one of the best puddings I've ever had. Yeah, properly done. I had the chocolate gateau that was unbelievable as well. Yeah, that looked really nice as well. I'd been disappointed if the desserts weren't good, to be honest. Yeah, to be honest, the desserts there should really be the highlight because that's like the, one of their main things. So, Would you recommend it? Or... Yeah, I would. To be honest, like if I'd had the steak instead of the chicken... With that starter and that pudding, I'd say yeah, it's definitely worth going, so I'd go again. Yeah, I think I'd go again as well, yeah. I don't think it's like a special occasion or something, but if I'm looking for somewhere with proper home-cooked food... If you're just popping out and yeah. you live in the area and just popping out... Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't make a special journey for it, but if I was going out in Moseley and Little Blackwood was fully booked and I didn't want just some burger from somewhere else, then yeah, I'd be yeah. going there. 
And the prices were quite reasonable as well. The wine was nice. Just a nice place to go and grab some French food. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I liked it anyway. I thought it was good. Yeah. The restaurant's yeah. lovely as well. They've had a little bit of a refurb. Looked yeah, really they've good. done it up a bit. So it's nothing special. It's just nice. I was glad we invited and I'd probably go back. So can't say any fairer than I'll that. I'll definitely go back for that steak, to be honest. Yeah, that would look yeah. really good. Yeah, definitely. We also went the... Uh, I think we mentioned it on the lad pod last one we did that we were going there a couple of days after we recorded it, which was the Malt Shovel in Barston. Yeah. Now, I big this place up a lot because I really like the Malt Shovel. I'm a big fan of their food. And it's just a nice pub. Probably the only problem with it is someone's got to drive to get there. Yeah. Well, it's all right if we go with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we drove anyway because we had our kids, don't we? You had Neve yeah. and we had Connie with us. Uh, yeah, it's the first time I've been there. Um, I remember I had the monkfish curry. Yeah. And I really, really like that. Siobhan had something that they've never took off the menu, and I've been going there for years, and there's a reason they don't take it off the menu because it's fucking brilliant, was the steak and kidney pudding. Yeah, that looked good in fairness. That was good. And Siobhan, like, she only had half it, so I polished that off as well. I had, from, for starter, I, had, I think I was, it was meant to be a dashi, um, langoustine dashi and stuff like that, but I wasn't impressed about it. I, it just kind of tasted like off water. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't yeah, enough to it. Like I'd, It was a bit tame. Yeah, I'd not seen something like that on the menu before. I don't but know then, if they were just experimenting uh, or something. Chinese, it was off the special, so it might be just something they were trying out, but it wasn't really for me. And then uh, for the main, I had the Chinese pork, which was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember my style was pigeon. No, I'm oh, low yeah, pigeon. Yeah, Got yeah. loads as well. Loads yeah. of pigeon. We were saying like the bar, because it's in two parts, that place. You've got the like separate restaurant area and yeah. then the bar area. But I'm a big fan of the mulch. I think it's really nice there. And then dessert. I had pineapple baked Alaska. Yeah, I had dessert. I had some type of cheesecake, I think. I can't, because it was a long time ago. It's like three weeks. weren't they? Why is dessert, mate? It takes a lot yeah. to impress me with dessert. Anyway. Probably, weren't that great? Consider I normally just order ice cream. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was fine. Like, I, I don't know if I'd rush back. but Oh, I'm not even funny. I, I, I've had it better there. Yeah. Like, much better. And it was still nice, what we had. Oh, but, yeah, no, I don't. Unedible. Like, I'd advise anyone to go there and try it. It is really good. And the people that own it, it's all independent. They work really hard. It's a man and wife that run the place. And they just, you can tell they're just, they're always there. Every time I've been, they've been there and they just work their socks off. It's a bit unfair to judge somewhere on one kind of visit, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I don't even know how many times I've been. So, and it's usually been really high standard. The other kind of thing I went on, you, you, weren't I can't remember why, but I was invited on some again hashtag ad. Yeah, we're starting to get some of this free stuff. We do feel a bit awkward about taking it, but if it's something that we really like, then like if we believe in it, we'll do, like we'll we'll talk about how nice these things are anyway. So if someone's going to give us a free experience, we'll we'll take it. You know, would never ask for it. Like there, believe me, there's people we've met and there's people out there that ask places, isn't there? Like, yeah, no, never ask. Just they ask, like, oh, we'll come and do a thing here if you give us so and so. We ain't no Gareth Gates. No, no. And if somewhere's rubbish, then we're definitely not going to go there just because it's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Or if it's we go there for free and it's rubbish, then we probably just won't mention it, to be honest. So like, sweep that one under the rug. I was invited to do a food tour of the jewellery quarter. It was something we were trying to organise for a little while. Um, 
Rhiannon, who who runs it, awesome. Spoke to her a few times over social media. She does a lot of uh, work for a lot of like great charities and stuff around Birmingham. She's going to come on the podcast and tell us all about all this stuff. So I'll just give you a quick run through of my day. And it was a tour of the jury court, and I kind of thought, do I need to really do a tour? Like, I'm a, I'm brummy. Like, I'm, there's nowhere I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, mm, well, you mentioned see. it to me, and I was busy that day anyway, so I couldn't have gone. But to be fair, everywhere you mentioned is somewhere I've rather been or want to go. Well, we went to Saint to start with, Saint Saint's Kitchen, and I I, I don't know why I'd wrote it off as a, a lounge. I thought it was like you know Sorrento Lounge and Desco Lounge. I thought it was one of them because it looked a bit like it from the outside. I didn't realise it was an independent. No. So that was the first thing. I got there a bit late and. We'd start, the dishes had just started coming out, and uh, I think I'd had a vegetarian dish. It was like a tomato stew kind of thing with uh, a poached egg on top, and then a massive slice of halloumi, pan-fried halloumi, and it, oh, it was so good. Love halloumi. Proper comfort food. It was really nice. Somewhere I'm definitely going to go back to is, then we went to Otto Pizza. Yeah, I really want to go there. Their pizzas look phenomenal. It's definitely one of them places. I just don't understand why I've never been, but. I was really happy that we got in there. Like, yeah, I think we tried three or four different kinds of pizza. Did they take you to the bell place that's there? No. There's a bell place, a really cool one. What, in Jewelry Quarter? Yeah. yeah. Where? Well, not far, not just from St. Paul Square. So that's Jewelry Quarter near enough. Yeah, well, that's where we started off, in St. Paul Square. No, there's a place that specialises in bells, like a small place. I've wanted to go there. I can't, it might be called Lucky Duck or something like that. Oh, I can't believe I've never heard of this. Better, to, we'll we'll put the pig. notes in. I haven't been to Tiger White's Pig. I went to go once and the queue was out the door and I weren't waiting. I love Tiger White's Pig. Yes, yeah, so Otto Pizza was brilliant. Just the whole experience was brilliant. Like Rhiannon had little stories about all the buildings that were around us and she was very knowledgeable. It was entertaining. All the people on the tour were so nice. Really yeah. nice. Really good. You only get people. nice people on food tours, to be honest. They're the only type of people that would do one. I like, do love a food tour. If I go to a far, like a city or something that I haven't been, I do try and book a food tour, to be honest. I'd definitely look into it, because I've never done one before, but it was brilliant. I mean, talking to, to strangers about food, I was in my element. I was talking to everyone about food. <laughs> yeah. And quite a few people weren't from Birmingham, so talking to them about food in Birmingham as well, and to tell them about some of the places we've been to, it was, yeah, it was class. It was like an extended episode <laughs> with strangers. <laughs> it was brilliant. Uh, two of the people on the on the tour happened to be the um, the really nice people from Burning Barn Rum. Um, yeah, that that worked out well because we'd mentioned them before. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, just the week before we'd met, on the last podcast we'd mentioned them, and then we went. I went on this tour, I met them, so that was cool. And then we went to Rock and Roll Brewery, which Carl keeps looking don't at wind me, me up, like man. he wants to punch me in the Wind face. Him up. That place. If you haven't been, I don't even want to ruin it for you. I just want you to go in because it's just incredible it's not open much it's a brewery so there's only like a few hours on a friday and a few hours on a saturday and that's it which is why i keep missing it because i'm rather turn up too late or they've because they'll just close when they want as well they'll, yeah, just, they'll just put a note they'll be like right we've got a gig to go to today because they really love their music hence the name of the place anyway which is exactly why i want to go and i've i think i've tried three times now to go but again i'm going on my birthday so i'm really hoping they're open that day yeah, it was superb. And then we went to a place called the Ruskin. 
It was, uh, it's not really a food. There's a cafe in there, but it's like, um, I don't, I don't, you'd have to look into it really. I don't want to do it any injustice, but it was a fascinating building. You can go in and do a bit of tours. They do like, um, a bit of charity work in there. And the, on top of the roof, they have a, uh, an allotment on the roof in the middle of the jewelry quarter. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. Really, really cool. Really cool place. And then, hang on, I've got to check my notes. Yeah, the pig and tail. Which yeah, is from the same yeah. owners as um, the Pickle Piglet. They've got a new place out in the Jordan Isn't that like Quarter. sort of an English tapas type place? English tapas, yeah, and it was really nice. We had a few bits and pieces there. Yeah, there. James has been a few times. He really likes it there. Yeah, I love James, our friend, by the way. It's not like a chef. It's just someone we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really cool uh, concept. I thought it was really good. And then we finished off by doing mead tasting and in the Vanguard. Yeah, I think I've mentioned the Vanguard before on this podcast. It's above my favourite bar, Thousand Trades. Awesome place, really, really cool. Um, the the owner there, well, a dude, like, is just about to start making his own mead as well. I think he's got quite a lot of orders. I think it's gonna be massive. Yeah, yeah, mead's nice, man. I like mead. Yeah, I tasted it. Obviously, I just had an empty glass and just threw it in there. But um, I did have a little taste, and it was really nice. It's nice, isn't what you expect? It's more like sweeter. Then you'd think it'd well, be he had uh, like a long neck bottle, no, like Budweiser sized bottle. Yeah. With um, I can't remember what kind of mead it was. It was like a sparkling mead, and it oh, I oh, didn't like it. Tasted, yeah, it tasted phenomenal. It's only like four or five percent in the but in this little bottle, so it's like a summer's kind of drink you'd have over ice, like a long drink. Really good, really, mm. really good. I can only say I've only been. I think I've been there twice since it's been open and he's like the when i've been in there it's been great really nice they do like loads of cocktails as well so it's not just all mead you can get like all that's got a really good cocktail menu yeah yeah but obviously it's above thousand trades which anyone that knows me knows i love thousand trades yeah i've never been in i just went in that one time after that and it was really nice they always have pop-ups there as well and they've usually got good pop-ups there i think they've got a good one at the minute actually do you know who it is no clue no, I think they've just had salt there, salt and earth. Salt and earth for a, were there for a good while, and then tap came after that. Twisted American pancakes. Yeah, yeah, they, they were there last time we were there. Them. Can't believe I missed them. But we were going. That was before we went to Ophim. We were like, should we get a cheeky pan, like something to eat while we wait? And we decided against it in the end. So that's that was kind of the end of the tour. Have you got anywhere else? Or? No, no. I think it's going to be a long one. This is. Yeah, it's definitely probably gone on long enough. Um, just before we quickly go, I'd like to um, talk about a few things that have just opened. Obviously, um, Poli. Yeah, I want to go there. Really want to go. Poli. Poli. I think Poli. I'd go Poli. with Poli. Yeah. But, from, uh, Grace and James. Yeah, the genius is behind Grace and James. Another one of my favourites. And I've opened a pizza place. And they're selling like the natural wine that they're selling, Grace and James and... Uh, meat and one veg so i went there friday i think his review is going to come out this week but he said it was just i think it was good well you, on the starters all the small plates they've got bone marrow with bread and it's all oh, flame cooked yes. oh man I'd, to be honest i'd stack the pizza off and just get like three plates of that instead to be fair or get pizza for dipping in it imagine that pizza dipped in bone marrow <laughs> yeah man i think we'll go there soon another place that's open of like really mixed reviews which is strange because i was really looking forward to opening is it, is it franco manco franco mancho i have no idea what you're saying they do the um 
sourdough based pizza that started off in London. Alright, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I read it on a big list of stuff that was opening in Birmingham. I yeah. don't know anything about it though. I just heard about them starting in London and they were meant to be really good. I think they started in Brixton. And then... I think sourdough is sort of the main one people go for when they do pizza doughs. I think Poli, Poli's is sourdough. Yeah. Potentially. I could be talking shit, but I'm sure I read that. But yeah, it's obviously very busy and I think they've had a few teething problems, so I'll probably give it a couple of weeks before trying there. I definitely want to go Poli first though. Yeah, yeah, especially in King's Eve, and I love going out in King's Eve anyway. Uh, the only other thing I've got on my notes is uh, obviously Brad Carter's book came out this week. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go to the launch because that was open for everyone to go to that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was at, we had a family thing on yesterday for a communion to go to. So oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course you did. That's why we had to go out on fraud tonight, don't we? Yeah, that's, otherwise I would have went. So, but uh, yeah, oh, I'm looking forward. I've got the book coming. Apparently. <laughs> I've ordered it, but there's no sign of it yet. So probably the next episode I'll be able to talk a bit more. But Yeah, I'm looking forward to this book. Because didn't the fella from Yenisa, the Welsh restaurant, didn't he come up for the opening of the... Yeah, he was there, yeah. I yeah. what he was doing there. Supporting a fellow chef, I suppose. I suppose. I've just seen a picture of him with Cy. That's how I knew he was there. Yeah, that's the only yeah. reason I knew he was there, yeah. But no, I've closed... Oh, well, I closed my book 10 minutes ago. I haven't got yeah, nothing left on it. Yeah, I think that's everything. I think we've kind of... Gone, gone on really long. <laughs> yeah, it's a very long episode, which is brilliant because I gotta edit before Monday. <laughs> oh, busy boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, hasta la próxima. Bye, said. Well, that's that. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. This really does help us. Yeah, it really does. Even if you could just help by recommending us to a friend or a family member helps to get our name out there if you haven't yet seen our blog go check it out it's where you can find all our show notes restaurant reviews and other food ramblings the website is www.breakingbreadpodcastuk.blog also go check out our social media our insta is full of pics of food also feel free to leave comments we love hearing from you all the links to our social media and our guest social media can be found in our show notes Thanks Thanks again for listening. Until Until next time, time, take care.